listeners, Pre-Fight family, guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the call-in show. Tonight on Street Fight, we are listening to you. We want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods. Uh, call into the show. I just realized I don't have it open. I got it I open. Will in a second. You do? Okay. I do. Good. What's the number? 614-655-3887. Give us a call. And call that number. Talk to us. Let us know what's going on uh, in your neck of the woods. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We've been doing this for a long-ass time, and we'll continue to do so until the end of time. And uh, we're happy that all y'all are along for the ride. Um, we uh, take calls on Sunday nights. We do our own thing on Wednesday night. And you can watch it all at twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. Uh, jump in there on the chat. Hang around. Uh, and uh, if you want to do more than that, head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio where get access to bonus material and bonus live streams we have a new feature with live streams there and i think we're going to implement it for the next premium show um that information will be coming by wednesday by the next show i'll let you know what to expect over at patreon.com slash street by radio uh right now brian is doing the i'm sorry series uh which is illuminating and fun and uh interesting and uh all great shows so far i mean people are saying it too a lot of people are mess more people than before our messaging about how good it is yeah it's uh, i mean it's fun as hell that that episode with tony was uh uh really fucking fun to do really funny it's, i mean that that kramer kramer's apology is maybe one of the greatest uh uh pop culture artifacts of my entire lifetime i think it's it's really something to listen to that again which I listened to it a hundred times when it happened. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually listened to the episode this week. So I, I know I haven't, I'm, I'm looking forward to it though. Totally different opinions this time than when I heard it the first times. So oh, I bet, you know, you just fucking switched it up. You know, when, if I'd have been doing a podcast, when, when the Kramer thing first happened, I would have been like this cancel culture's got to stop. Uh, sure. It was a different time. Yeah, different world. Oh well, I guess different age. Guy, you also grow. Yeah, I guess. I guess if this guy can't say the n word, nobody can say the n word. <laughs> it's funny though, too, because Tony. I mean, and and it it probably has more to do with Tony being black. Is that like he remembered parts of Kramer's thing that, like, I didn't remember that he said stuff about lynching the people in the audience too. Yeah. Like, that makes it oh, like yeah. a lot more bad <laughs> to me. It was that awful. makes it a lot more bad. The, the N word was just like, you could be like, Hey man, you know, he was just being offensive on purpose. And there are, there were are whites that will insist. There is no word. They're not allowed to say. Yeah. And that's what he would be doing. You know, that's what I had had maybe over the years had convinced myself he was doing was like, you know, he's getting heckled. He's getting heckled by, by people of color and, and he's yelling at black them. people, not people black of people. color, black people. Yeah. He's getting, he's getting heckled by black people. He wants to say the thing that's going to hurt them the most. He knows that word is the N word. He's going to say the N word, but it, I mean, it was way more racist. 
Yeah, it was sarcastic sarcastic racism that just turned out to be extremely gross and ugly and yeah, (laughs) not fun or cool. I think the worst, the the craziest thing about it though is is that his apology, you know, you don't think about what how things used to be or or you know, people maybe at that time didn't know how to handle the PR of this sort of thing. But I don't think you should do your apology on a comedy show. No, <laughs> like, I think that's what he do- did. <laughs> he went on David Letterman with oh, Jerry no. Seinfeld there. No. Oh, yes. I do remember that Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld was like, I co-signed for this guy. Well, no, he kept saying, stop laughing. It's not funny. Uh, he's serious. Stop laughing. Because Kramer would say shit and the crowd would laugh because I'm at a comedy show. And is he being funny? It's like, because... The fucking whole Kramer <laughs> act is that he is just funny on his site. Yeah, it's he shows up and he says things in a funny way, and it's funny, and that's the whole fucking thing. And yes, Psychic Gasoline did mention he kept saying Afro Americans in his apology, which is also odd. But Jerry yeah. Seinfeld having to that tell does the seem audience. Like- that sounds like when you're apologizing in front of your friends and you want to have an inside joke to tell later. Yeah, yeah. In front of the audience at David Letterman after a monologue while Jerry Seinfeld is sitting on stage is maybe the worst. It's fucking, I'll tell you the truth. It's unfair for the audience at David Letterman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You should have to sign a release or you you should get paid. It should be, there should be a little bit more organization to this. You could not just throw this in front of a, of people that signed up to get free tickets. People that are like traveling to New York and are like, sure, we'll watch, we'll watch David Letterman. And then they get this. You we'll go to David Letterman and Jerry Seinfeld's the guest. This is going to be a night of a thousand laughs. It's going to be crazy up there. They're going to, they're going to make us laugh our heads off. And then you're being asked to like, excuse this guy's racism <laughs> like right. three days later and he's <laughs> spilling his guts to you. It's just, there's something like artistic about it in a weird way. When I look at it where it's like, man, like that would never happen now because people understand <laughs> You know, but I mean, I think that's typical abuser behavior, though, is uh, to fuck up and then immediately rush in with uh, like, I already know everything's bad and fucked up and it's fine. We can move on. Like, I'll just say it out loud that I did something fucked up and then you don't have to be bothered by anymore. You don't have to, to hold it against me anymore. And it's like, no, I'm still reeling from the way that you fucking made us all feel like I don't trust you anymore. You're fucking different. Like you're a different person to me now. He also did the 2000s celebrity move of, of like saying something racist and going to rehab. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> rehab for racism. Like, yeah. Because a lot of them, they'd be like, I wasn't drinking or doing drugs or anything, but like, I just, I think I just have racism in my soul. So I had to go to rehab to have the racism taken out of me, I guess. Yeah, I don't Intervention know. for racism. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that one was, that, that is a very strange fucking thing. But uh, it is it is a fun show to do, and I know there are thousands of apologies, and like I get I get three to five of them a, a day in, in my DMs, and, and it's always cool because it's like, hey, you covered this one, here's one that's kind of like it. So then you see yeah. one that's kind of like it, and they did a really good job on it. The the Thug Kitchen one had a few that were kind of 
I had a few sent to me that were kind of like them and stuff like that. Okay. And, and I mean, it's also fun to see how bad people are at doing it. Cause I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I would do if I got caught in like a real for true, for real firestorm. You know, I was watching the show veep last night, uh, with, with my, my wife and kid. And, and there was an episode that we were watching where the vice president's daughter sees the movie five broken cameras which is a movie about palestinians under occupation and like uh, uh israeli idf forces breaking their cameras and it's just about the palestinian uh thing right the the palestinian the occupation of palestine and shit like that and uh somebody finds it and uh posts it on a blog and then the, they are making this her daughter apologized for it. And I was just sitting there thinking like, and her daughter at first is like, I'm not apologizing. I'm not. And then by the end they do it. And then I started thinking about like, man, I know that this is a fake show. This is like really fake, but I sit around, I'm thinking about all the time a person has had to apologize that like, remember when Joe Biden had to apologize for saying that Barack Obama was articulate mm -hmm. and like, I wonder what happened behind the scenes on the way to Joe. How did Joe Biden react to somebody saying, dude, you got to apologize for that. Yeah, this, it's tough. Uh, it's um, I mean, I've had to do quite a few uh, in my time. I'll keep doing them because I like to live wrong. So, yeah. So the like other it's become thing a standard. That's the thing about like, um, fucking around new relationships and, and changes in life and everything is that you do kind of get dragged down into the muck and the mire and you get to see how people react to stuff, you know, and it's like, you don't get to pick how people react to things, you know, and you just never. have to say sorry for doing shit that you never knew it was wrong. You just are like, I didn't know, but I'm finding out right now. That was a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm the same way, man. Uh, so the, the other shit that like, I have been on Twitter, not as much today, actually. Uh, uh, I can't do it while I'm working out, while I'm doing my exercise anymore because my exercise is a little more intense. I also had to watch we Reacher today, so I, I didn't get a chance to. But every time I've popped in, I've seen somebody who's saying like, I don't know if this war is, I don't like this idea of this war and then getting screamed at and called Putin uh, uh, propagandists. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, God, you're really asking for Americans to be smart here. Like, nobody knows what's going on here. It's a bunch of people saying, like, I mean, there's probably like eight people that know what's going on well, in the United States. Well, I mean, I would say it's a lot of people lashing out and sharing opinions. But most of all, it's like, yeah, I mean, picking a side is really fucking stupid. I mean, what we want is for, like, every person to put their fucking gun down and stop doing this shit. You know, like we have TikToks and all this stuff for a reason. But yeah, they're now they're trying to write some sort of crazy war stories about like these this ship of Ukrainian people that were like, fuck you, Russia. And then they got like bombed to death. Like it's a fucking uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie or something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a crazy culture that like uh, picking and nobody wins. Like there's no win. There's no reason to pick a side in this. It's all people involved and uh, it, it, both sides are being destroyed. How could anybody, um, and, from the and, and, but only, but nobody, 
that lives in these countries would ever do this to each other it is only because of governments and countries and flags that people feel this kind of way and can be brainwashed into doing these type of disgusting, horrible acts. I, I, I mean, mean, fuck military across the board, everybody. I mean, and, and I find it like, I just think it's interesting that it's kind of like, oh, hey, you guys, you need to be on, you need to be smart and on the right side of this conflict that like there is nobody in where I'm from or anywhere around here that understands even for one second what's going on in Ukraine or what's like I don't I would never understand I've never but been out is, of the United States in my entire life so yeah but uh, Americans I mean live a very sheltered life uh and you're not allowed to talk about anything outside of that you know they don't want to accept that they don't know what it's like to live under these things and, and they do like literally go to work and spend a lot of their time holding other people's lives in the balance as if like there's some sort of ultimate war strategy that you can find some subreddit to hash it out with somebody about and be like, I know how to solve this problem, you know, but they, they don't, they've never left. They've never lived under any sort of like wartime situation. Yeah. That's what I found the most disgusting about a lot of the coverage of this thing that I see. Uh, uh, there's a thread making the round. Maybe we'll play a couple of them on uh, Wednesday, but of people saying like, these are European people. These are, yeah, you wouldn't expect this kind of stuff to be happening in places that aren't Afghanistan or Syria or something. Is, and I'm like, that's nuts. That's why I want them to do the nuke. This is why I, I this is why I'm all in on the nuke, uh, because they say that out loud as if that's an OK position. There's like zero critical thinking and like Americans are never going to get it and they're going to be racist as hell. And like, yeah, that's just so it's such a gut punch to have people to have someone say that out fucking loud, like on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, the thing about it is, is like, the thing about it is, is like, this is also like, I've seen, like, it's crazy. It is global that, that critique. I, I saw an Al Jazeera clip saying yeah. something like that. I saw a uh, uh, French, German, I mean, uh, you know, BBC stuff. It's, this is like people all the way around the world. <laughs> People in Afghanistan that are, are riding around and fighting back are the same ones like the anti-mask people here. Like that they like you those people share the same sentiment of like, I will fight back no matter what. Like I'm risk it all. Like you see those people at a fucking Walmart, you know, with those shirts that say, like, if you see me run, follow. If you see, you know, like <laughs> I've never seen see that. Me, That's crazy. You know grunt that shirt? style? No. Yeah, there's like a grunt shirt that says like if you see me run follow if you see i, I fucking I, I don't know what it is it's an i saw I, I feel like i've seen it a million times but like you know or those memes of like be, behind every blade of grass there will be a rifle and it's like we don't i it's just so disgusting that we still treat people subhuman like in that we're this far that we think that like middle easterners are not like european or no they're not people we don't we don't consider them people in the same way we consider europeans to be people no, I mean, they're Africans are not people, you know, countries are changing their refugee laws right now because the Ukrainian refugees are white people. And uh, uh, they're saying like, well, yeah, you gotta, you, you, of oh, course and they're like, changed it. they're like white, a lot of white supremacist white people too, like just straight up denying black folks. Like the, there's, I've just seen video of video of like Ukrainian people being the worst to fucking Africans. 
Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of the uh, uh, Nazi type stuff too. Like the just like when you look at like the uniforms and shit like that, you're like, oh, I don't know, that's pretty close. <laughs> you know. So here it is. It's it, it's a Marines quote. It says, "If I charge, follow me. If I retreat, kill me. If I die, revenge me." There's pictures of people wearing those at like Disneyland and like you know Walmart. Uh, those folks, I feel like you got to stand in, you got to stand with Palestine. Like, I don't understand how you don't understand what it's like to fight for everything and put it all on the line. Like when you're pushed to that limit and, and, uh, to disregard like the people of Pakistan and wherever else we've been throughout the awful American history of war. Uh, I, I hate it. Yeah. I mean, and I, I hate that. Like, I hate that we have an entire culture of white people ready to burn and destroy everything and start killing minorities and trans people. Um, and yet you can still go on TV and say like, these are Europeans that are dying right now. This is disgusting. These aren't Africans or Latin Americans at all. These are, these are white people. This is, this is uncouth. Right. That, you know, it's, it's funny. You brought up that shirt. It had me thinking like I was at, I went to the Lego store last week. Yes, I know. I go to the Lego store a lot, uh, but they were open that time. But I went last week and I'm walking out of this mall. You know, we're at roughly 50, 50, 50 on mask wearing in, in Columbus at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the pretty, mall today too. <laughs> yeah, we're 50, 50 on that. Um, I see a guy without a mask on. He's got a shirt on and uh, it's a grunt style shirt. And the guy's like 20 years old. And I know that's maybe the age where you would respond to some of that stuff, but it's just like, I always, I always think when I see people like that, like a very young person, a 17, 18 year old that is wearing like grunt style or, or that is like, uh, into Trump already and, and shit like that. I, or the people, I'll tell this story in one second, or the people in my neighborhood that are sort of, there's some wild stuff going on here. And I'm like, zoomers, you have in your mind that they're going to save us and they are not going they're exactly uh, like us they're the same as us <laughs> i mean there's 19 year olds that can clock whiteness that can realize yes. like it's best to double down on whiteness because that's what everyone else is doing and there's enough of us and that's the, the general trend of things is to keep our little segregated society going along for sure i mean yeah there, there's no way around that and, and and especially when you're young and super selfish and you know you don't have a lot of exposure to anything outside of like a suburban world or something. It's very easy that, I mean, I've, I've definitely a percentage of people get cleaved off into grunt style life. Yeah. Th so the school, uh, uh, my, uh, my daughter's school that some of the parents paid for a billboard, which anybody who's ever looked into paying for a billboard, uh, it, I know, I mean, no, it's like a no immediately. It's so expensive. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's so expensive. They're always broken. You, you can't even, it's usually falling apart. Like you, you barely get a day out of the motherfucker. As soon as the hail comes, it's done. So I've, I've, I told this, I, I was actually telling my family, this is that like back in 2005, I think the Opie and Anthony fans bought a billboard to harass this guy on his way to work, this other DJ. And, uh, they, they crowdsourced it and it was $5,000 to have it up for like a week <sighs> or something. Yeah. And they did it. They got it done. But that, that was when I first heard somebody talk about how much a billboard is. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. 
the parents in our neighborhood put a group of parents in our neighborhood put up a billboard that said uh free their smiles the like is it's anti oh, no. telling them to get rid of the masks free their let, smiles and let our wanna, children smile again <laughs> and i want to be fucking i want to be really clear to people that are listening i don't live in the suburbs i don't live in a conservative enclave of 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 sure. columbus ohio i live in the city in a in a liberal very liberal neighborhood and uh you know yeah, they, I, they actually I mean, asked the kids not to go to because they were debating it at a school board meeting. The teachers asked the kids not to go to the school board meeting because the parents are acting like maniacs at the school board meetings. So, I mean, there's I a think, lot going on here. I mean, it's similar. It's just, I mean, the richy rich people do kind of want to be able to have their own rules in the same way that Steve Jobs wanted to cure his cancer with um fruit juice because he thought he was so smart that he deserved a billion dollars like i think in a microcosm those smaller places are like we're a different community here you know like we have different values and we're safe and we're clean and we're pure we do raw diets you know we have boutique gym memberships and that kind of stuff is like a definitely a, a huge problem we have with moving forward too because people feel like they have to defend their little enclaves at all costs you know yeah, we've had teachers like getting in trouble, I guess, like in the neighborhood over the past couple of weeks. I know that uh, one of my daughter's teachers showed was showing them campaign videos and they showed them a camp, a campaign video of a guy that is full on 100 percent a moron. He's a he's a, a conservative guy. Uh, he wears a cowboy hat. His name is Joe Blystone. Uh, my father in law has his sign in his yard. Ooh. And uh, it, it's like a, and he is just like, he is very far right. And he, they showed the ads and it made them look goofy. It, they, they, they got, ended up getting trouble because like the kids made fun of the Joe Blystone ad. And they said the teacher Ooh. was leading them in that direction. This guy that's running for like governor of Ohio as like the Trump guy, the cowboy gotcha. Trump guy, conservative. He it's showed someone them the in ad. the school. Wait, yeah, who they, showed him the the teacher showed them the ad. They were showing okay. the kids political ads. So they showed like a Democrats ad, and then they showed this guy's ad. And the guy's ad was insane because all those Republican people that are on the Trump wave, their ads are fucking crazy yeah. like shooting guns and out in the desert fucking screaming and and shit like that yeah they're they're spamming headlines like they're just like i'll fucking fight to the death with any liberal that steps to me vote for me i'm <laughs> brett Payne. yeah yeah so so they showed him and the kids were making fun of the ad and i think one of the kids must have gone home and made fun of the ad to the parents and the oh, parents no. got the teacher in trouble teacher got they got the teacher in trouble because they were like you're leading our kids to to turn against republicans and it's like <laughs> i showed them the fucking ad that's the ad they put out motherfucker <laughs> it's 1984 against republicans the kids are laughing at us. They don't teach our values anymore. They don't teach our values of hatred and non-inclusion and, and uniformity anymore. They don't <laughs> tell kids to, to stand up for themselves, not to stand up for themselves the way that we did it. It's the craziest thing, dude. It is just like he showed them a political ad, a political ad made by the guy that's trying to get elected. That is not like hitting below the belt. That's just showing that's a commercial. <laughs> 
facts facts don't care about your feelings <laughs> yeah that's facts uh, that's facts dog whatever you put out is like you have to deal with that i mean i i'm creative too and like when you put it out into the world it doesn't belong to you anymore the moment no, that you put no. it on youtube the moment you upload it to a site it's it doesn't belong to you anymore people can can feel however they do about it because you're not in charge of that well, and he was playing the ad, the guy, the, the, I can't stress this enough. He's playing the ad the guy put out. It wasn't an attack ad on the guy. You would it think that his, guy would want people to see his ad. He paid for the fucking ad, you know? Sure. He was doing a <laughs> favor. He was, get I mean, I mean, I, yeah. And if I was in charge too, I wouldn't let him expose them to this type of <laughs> bullshit at all. Like I have no time <laughs> in my life for this. I'm not into this idea of like equal exposure for dumbass idea just because people have them. Like that's, <laughs> that's the downfall of everything. That's the, that's the Democrats that are helping you out there. They're doing you a fucking favor by thinking that this is a okay curriculum to put out there. It's also just crazy again to say, uh, it's just crazy to say, like, to have a cowboy hat in an Ohio. Uh, yeah, uh, I know it's the a cowboy look. is. I a mean, that's peacocking. I mean, if it, I used to have a cowboy hat, I had uh, with a, a skull patch on the front of it around like the Bet Brett Michaels time of like Rock of Love type shit. It went pretty. It went over pretty well. Um, but I wouldn't put it in my campaign ad. That was more like a nighttime character for me. Yeah, he's wearing a cowboy hat in the campaign ad. He's standing up in front of what looks like a gallows with a tattered oh, no. American yeah, flag we, behind no, him. No, Republicans can't do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, we, we, I mean, we, you know, I mean, I literally dress and act and arrange my life in a way just to let you know that I automatically consider you racist. I, I know that you know we all think you're racist. And so you're supposed to, like tiptoe around things like gallows and lynching and punishment shit. I just DM'd you, Brett, on Twitter, his uh, uh, website. I want you to see what he looks like before we take a call. I'm going to put the uh, website in the chat, too, just so everybody can see it. Uh, oh, my God. He has a cowboy hat <laughs> as his. This motherfucker found a weird hat at the thrift store and turned it into his whole goddamn identity. Yeah. You're he doesn't look me. like an Ohio guy at all, either. He doesn't. He looks. Uh, I don't yeah, know he what he's like trying to do. Tex yeah, like a Texas electric farm guy. <laughs> he's wearing like a quarter zip vest that looks like a total douchebag, like San Francisco asshole type thing. But then he's got, he's like Houston up top with like good beard <laughs> grooming and everything. He's just he's, He just looks like he's, I came out of town with the best ideas from the South and the West. He's, he is. I know what's best. I'm Blastone. His and his fucking running mate, his lieutenant governor, looks like oh, he's in the mafia to me. <laughs> he looks like he's in shambles to me. I know. He looks, looks like he's about to ask you for a cigarette. <laughs> he does hey, look man, like he's I'm trying drinking. to. I'm trying to quit, man. But like, I just need one. Right? Why I drink too much? I got to get one. So, uh, ten thousand patriots, one hundred dollars each twenty days, and you know he'll get a million dollars. He's he needs ten thousand people to give him one hundred dollars every twenty days. <laughs> that is that is uh, uh, what's the word? That is ambitious. Okay, Blystone, you do have ambition, I guess. He's going for it. He's got gusto. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to every twenty days. Is uh, like it's not even a month. It's a hundred dollars every twenty days. 
I mean, the thing that makes me sick about all of this, though, is that literally some dumbass can walk into any Western Ohio town with a cowboy hat on and just take it over. Can just be like, I'm Blystone and I'm in charge now. We're going to run this thing in, in the right way, you know? And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's doing what's right. He's doing what's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what I don't I don't get it, but yeah, the teacher got in trouble for showing his campaign ad, which again we'll Is play it, it on yeah. We'll have to play yeah. it on Wednesday, and I'm sure it's hilarious. I'm sure it is like the type of thing that when 17-year-olds see it and are making fun of it already, that Jeez. is like a really bad sign for a political ad. <laughs> Joe Blystone is like, I don't care if the TikTok generation watches it. Nickelodeon ruined their brains, <laughs> made them start backsassing against parents. Well, spare the rod, spoil the child, because Blystone is here. I, my <laughs> britches are bigger than the Texas panhandle, and I came up to my Ohio River Valley to whoop y'all into shape. A crazy ad. What a crazy-looking guy. I mean, in, in, like before, so, before the, he could have rolled into any 1800s town and just become the mayor. There would be a Blystone, Ohio, if the guy was born 100 years ago or That's 200 probably. years ago. Yes, you're it probably right about Blystone that. Instead of Columbus, he could have been the Christopher Columbus with this much swagger and stupid confidence. Oh, he, it, it, yeah. So that is, I tried to post it in the chat, but it won't come up in the chat. So I don't know what to do. Uh, you type uh, something. You can't just put raw links in there because I think it oh. thinks you're spamming or something. Let me do that. Let me fix it. Hey, I think we got it, guys. I think we got it. Gals and non-binary pals too. I know, but I'm I'm nervous. So I was getting everybody's wrong. a guy. Everybody's a guy of some tort. True. We True. don't have guy think, tendencies. We have gal tendencies. I think it's coming. I think you guys. I think you folks are gonna get it. And uh, it just takes a second to update. And uh, I guess we could take a call now. Me and Brett are both on Bluetooth tonight, so that's another big. I mean, I've been on Bluetooth for a long time. But when I told Brett you could do that, he got very excited, and now he's on it. There's just a, you know, it'll happen to you, fresh-faced 19-year-old that likes the show right now. You just think that, like, technology is going to be hard forever or that it's just going to be your this stupid cord is plugged into the computer and, like, you talk with your hands and that you end up knocking over drinks and fucking things up. I, I don't know why I never considered doing Bluetooth to my headphones. I really just missed it and was just like new computer. Uh, you got to be, you have got to have cords for everything. I really just was like into the, I just felt like I was stuck with cords for the rest of my life. I didn't feel like they were going to figure this out. Yeah, no, I have a, I, when we play audio remotely, I have to use corded headphones. Oh, I got it in there. Finally, it showed up. I had to do some wrangling, but uh, I got it in there. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit uh, of okay. wrangling but it's nice. there it came up blystone governor dot com i had to write out dot com so you, you guys uh, can all see him and comment on it right all right next let's take the first call thanks for calling street fight who we talking to tonight hey hey what's, what's up, up? Hey. hey 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 what's hey, up brother uh, not much. We uh we mostly just wanted to call in, say the show is good. We like it. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, We've never had a, a two yeah. call. We've never had a two person call though. Really? 
I'm I'm quite surprised yeah, by that actually. Oh wait, we have had one. We had the uh, uh, Elizabeth and uh, and uh, her her friend, the the Jehovah's Witness that escaped. Yes. I wonder what happened with her. Now I'm worried about her again. <laughs> oh no! I, She'll I'm find us in due time. It was a very long time ago. Uh, so so you just called to say that it's a you like the show because that is a perfect call. I have to tell you. <laughs> Pretty much, um, yeah. I don't know. I have a huge amount to. to you talk got about. that communication. I do have that on communication that I can shit on. Um, so I'm taking this um, this program, and it's a trade school program. Um, and one of the requirements is uh, you have to take a communications class, um, which is a whack class. But yes, um, I had to take one too. Um, yeah, you kind of you kind of know how how they tend to be. But the teacher that I have is um, one of the worst teachers that I've ever had. Um, what's what's his thing? What's like, his deal? Um, well, one of the main things is that. He's kind of a misogynist. Mm, that <laughs> sounds like a teacher. And then calls women female. That's oh, weird. No. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. know why that um, gnarls me out. I think I've heard enough women tell it's me a pejorative. them out. It's a pejorative, for sure. Yeah. It is. It's just well, a weird you thing. Call it's men like a, men, and then you call women females it's so ugh. yeah well i have a thing, another reason it's like another reason it's a little bit like rough is because like it's what people on like 4chan who are like actively misogynist call women is true you know females and other slurs <laughs> do but, you do you um, want to know so what word of, I find? You know, I find a word very bad that that makes me nervous, and I don't even think it's necessarily like meant to be a pejorative or anything. But when somebody calls somebody an individual, I feel like that's really bad. I don't know why. I always <laughs> feel I always feel like really uncomfortable that's just when shady. somebody's like that's, that's just an being individual. Shady. That's being shady. That's not like. Yeah. Well, I listen I to a wrestling podcast. There, That's definitely yeah. like uh this individual. If someone I listen to, to a wrestling like, podcast uh, where a guy says it all the time. He'll be like, This is the type of individual that would say this, but he's um, not yeah. being mean and he's not being like it's not like anybody of a certain race or gender. He's I don't no, think he's this saying, guy's like anything, but it just for some reason when he said this when he says this individual, I'm like, man, why you hate that person? What they do? That makes you? more sense. No, because it's this this is the type of individual that I equate with a cockroach, is basically where that <laughs> where, what that is. Like this, there's people just that are yeah. they're just straight up bad, awful, disgusting, horrible individuals out there. Nothing we can do about it. I'm gonna describe <laughs> their behavior right now. I do not like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's um, it's kind of othering to say that. You know, it's, it it's is, a way yeah. of kind of dehumanizing. You know, I think that's probably where that comes from. 
and it's that's gone like, as hell. what bothers me. Uh, trying to yeah. talk like a cop too, I think. Like, yeah, oh, this, it's a, it's a, uh, <laughs> a suspicious type individual. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I wonder if it is like a, a, what's the, if it's like, I know it's cop language, but if it is something that you're taught, well, no, because I went to college and, and, and they didn't teach me that you're supposed to say individual. I mean, because it is gender neutral. It is a gender neutral word. By all accounts, individual should be like a decent word. But instead, whenever somebody <laughs> says it, I'm just like, damn, man, that was probably racist. And, and like, it could be about anybody. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't, you don't know about individual, but but female is definitely misogynist female is always bad i mean you should call oh, men if you if if you call men men yeah, then I mean, it's, it's women one thing if you, it's one thing if you say male if you say male and females and you're consistent between everybody and what you call them that's just like you're weird out of that yeah, that's like, <laughs> kind of weird but there's nothing inherently wrong with just being kind of weird it's when you say men and females or it, when you're inconsistent with it like that um, I, I, it, I, I had like ultra uncomfortable too, because the class is, you know, it's a bunch of welders and machinists in, in this class. And so there's, there's one woman in the entire class and he will say something like, you know, females like it when a man is, you know, like polite and, and responds to them, you know, is it that right? X female in the class. And it's like, oh, <laughs> no, he should be in trouble. What See, can I ask? They, yeah. I always thought there was a thing as civilian arrest, and we can't do civilian arrest, and we should be able to just arrest somebody. <laughs> I have a question about him though, because this is this will help me quite a bit, and I think it'll help our listeners. Uh, how does it? What does he dress yeah. like? I need to know like what he dresses like, because and I'm going to tell you why. I had a Reddit teacher in 2012 when or 13 or 14, I think. When I was in at Ohio State, he, so by the way, I paid a shitload of money for this class. And this guy comes walking in. He wears a trench coat every day. Uh, he wears a, a uh, fedora and he takes it off uh, when he comes in and puts Wait, it down. Does he, does he like spin it in his hand or do any tricks when he takes it off? No, like he I takes take, it. Like, hold it from the back and kind of Michael Jackson it down to the table. I mean, he looks like a guy who practiced that for sure, for okay. sure. And he showed us, it's really funny because this was a course on the sociology of work. And mostly what he would show us is South Park clips, like clips from South Park to explain why the government isn't good at doing whatever it's supposed to do. But the other thing he would show us is these video, and he would, he would say, keep in mind, this is college at Ohio State University, he would say, if you guys pay attention and take notes through the whole class, I will show you an honest movie reviews or an honest movie trailer at the end of the class, which were these YouTube viral videos where they yeah, would play I, the I trailer. Remember, and then I a, remember watching those as well. A guy's funny <laughs> voice at the end. It was so, it made me feel humiliated in, in uh, Andy Vape. Uh, you could see him just puffing clouds and like he just I felt so shitty that I was paying so much money for this class and this fucking guy. I mean, 
some of the stuff he showed us, but, but I would be say, pretty fit, giving, yeah. <laughs> yeah, giving a college, giving a, a, a upper level college course and saying you get a reward at the end of the day and it's a viral video is one of the worst experiences. But he dressed in a way that I knew you know what, what I was getting. You know what I would like more with. if he just let me weep? Like, yeah. Can I just yeah. like, weep? <laughs> yes. Yeah, even, so even my kid, my nine-year-old, my nine-year-old would not get excited for the teacher picking out a joke for everybody to watch together. <laughs> no. So how does he dress? What is <laughs> What does his clothes look like? Um, you know, he dresses like I really haven't noticed the way he dresses because it's just like your bland standard, you know, like jeans and a t-shirt. Um, okay. Like I gotta know nice what t-shirts though. Nice shirt, like pretty, pretty standard. Like yeah, um, yeah nothing special. Um, the man's the he's an adjunct. He's his main job is a civil engineer. Um, okay. Which is kind of whack for him to be teaching a, you know, a communications class. But um, yeah, he's also super into, are you familiar with like, we're doing this whole section on like ethics and like yes. what he's, the, the, what he's teaching is um, this, this thing called utilitarianism. And it's uh, it's pretty bad as well. It's, <laughs> it's uh, so it's it's just like oh, this. Shit. It's one of these like weird analytical like it's a it's a philosophy of ethics. It's like an ethical system, and basically, like the the premise of it is like sounds pretty good, but also like super basic. It's just like to be ethical, a person should do what promotes the most good for the most people, which is like, okay, that's like pretty, just should be self-evident. Smart, um, yeah. But, and if you, but if you live in a, in a, like, no, God, I think you're going to say what like I was going to say. More, yeah, where it gets a little weirder is in the like finer details of it because it tries to define what it means by good and it's equally like vague and not useful and that good the only the idea is the only intrinsic good is pleasure and the only intrinsic bad is pain and so what you need to do is balance pleasure over pain for the most people possible and it's uh so i mean that again is like there's some flaws in the idea that pleasure and pain being intrinsically good and bad, they're really not. They're pretty neutral. Um, right. Or even that like pleasure is like pleasure is something uh, that should like, be defined in a way like that, that like everybody finds pleasure in, in like no, everybody defines pleasure to themselves differently, I think. And also I would say, yeah, when you start talking about does the most good for the most amount of people, like I can jump on board with something like that, but also like the most amount of people leaves out like minorities, which can be really yeah, problematic. It makes it really easy to justify being shitty to somebody because it's like, oh, 
uh, this this action is going to do the most good, even though it's like, yeah, but you're still being yeah. fucking like doing bad shit. Like <laughs> a really good a really good example that I've I've seen kind of digging at the problems with utilitarianism is basically the the an example is a doctor with five organ transplant patients, and they are convinced that none of these patients will get the organs they need before they die. And they know about some random, like, homeless guy who's not very happy and doesn't have any friends or family that no one would notice if they disappear. And based on utilitarianism, the moral thing to do is to murder that homeless man and harvest their organs for the five patients. And that's, like, something that a utilitarian will look at you and be like, yeah, that is the morally correct thing to do. Jesus, Jesus. Golly, this teacher also, it's, it's now. The thing about I got to give you is um, I went through the same program. It's a machining program. You, so and <laughs> like, OK, so I want to learn how to write like a fucking email and how to like, I don't know, actually useful shit rather than like <laughs> the most bullshit class imaginable. It is weird. It's like they say, it's like you're learning this thing, this very specific skill. And, and still they like, I think the process of education a lot of times is being made to do things that you don't want to fucking do, you know, like, because I went to school for, so I went to school for sociology, sociology, and I was doing all kinds of fucking wacky stuff on the way to sociology and it's like you can make the argument that like being well-rounded is a good thing but i took like fucking nine math classes and i mean math i guess is great and everything and it's good for everybody and and you know if you like math you like it but i was never looking to do statistics at all and like i also had the yeah, idea yeah. in my head that was like i also when when i took the stats class and i got a low grade on it it's literally the only bad grade i ever got in college i was just kind of like this isn't even the like i don't get to define what my what my goals are you get to define what my goals are and it seemed like through all of the time i spent like, so much yeah yeah, if you're in learning to do machining, then you don't need this. I mean, again, like you said, maybe it would be nice. Maybe it would be nice for them to teach you how to write a professional email or how to how like like those sorts of things. But wasting time in a communications, That's what my communications class teacher did. She was great. Yeah, that makes she was sense. Like didn't assign any homework, realized it was like everyone's least favorite class and that basically everyone in the class is bullshit, thought it was bullshit and taught it that way. <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to write an email and what like yeah. CCing and like all of that shit is, which oh, I don't no. remember. <laughs> you just hit me this. Now you saying that just write resumes in the class. You, you saying that just hipped me to something. This guy is teaching you like what he what he wants to teach you. It's like you're in a place where you should be learning <laughs> yeah. how to communicate yeah. professionally at a work. And this goddamn guy is like, what if we teach him utilitarianism? You never fucking know. You could be machining something and need utilitarianism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's so useless. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not a good example of the way the class is, has gone. Is like the first two weeks of class, we spent the entire like the entire like first two weeks of this class watching TED talks about listening. Yep. That sounds and, like a communications class. Yeah, that sounds so like funny. Communications class at the very least. Yeah, such a ripoff. Like such a fucking ripoff. Just on. shit that's posted to YouTube for free. Like Ted, a podcast. Just having just it's like, hey, if, if you go into the bathroom before a big meeting and you put your arms above your head, you'll be feel like a big strong bear and you're gonna crush it. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> you would if you understood, Brett, how much of college is like watching TED Talks and listening to NPR podcasts, it would make you fucking nuts. Because I am six figures in debt from watching TED Talks. And uh, uh, I mean, I had classes that truly made a difference in my life and turned me into a better person. And, you know, reading, reading theory was really great for me. It was like so important and pivotal and, and what I ended up being. But like... Other than that, it was like going into a class, any of the classes you went into where they were like, okay, here's an interesting TED talk I found. And then you sit there and watch this TED talk and, and, and everybody, a lot of people, you know, it's 50, 50, obviously a lot of people will be like, TED talks are bullshit. Uh, you know, it, they're not inherently bullshit, but I mean, you a know, lot of they're them are mega bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't charge me. You, it, it should be illegal to charge me the amount of money that you do. Like that's not that's not fair that you make <laughs> yeah, yeah. someone make payments for the rest of their life. Somebody pays ninety thousand dollars towards a loan of watching YouTube videos. You, you know, should and they, be that able to go towards the principal, and they still have sixty thousand dollars left on the bill. You should be allowed to charge them back after the <laughs> class is over. Like, bro, to... nope, uh, uh-uh. uh, that one Price didn't match. <laughs> Like coupons. You should be like, actually, that, that was on the website for free. That, that was on the website for free. So actually, that's not, you don't, you can't charge me for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If you could get to the end of a class and be like, uh, yeah, too many YouTube videos. Uh, don't charge me for this one. YouTube's free. <laughs> I, but that's you kidding? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what school has always been to me. Even as in elementary school, like we watched the mouse and the motorcycle so much. It was just, I wanted to not be at school. Like just, that movie's fresh though. I mean, I would love that. to watch that. It's a, uh, I mean, you, but you're, I guess you're mining for gold. Like you do get something out of it. I understand everybody that went to college is doing a lot better than I am in life. So it makes sense, but like, it feels like 90% of it is awful. And just putting I mean, up with, putting up with awful people to like be okay with awfulness and move higher up the ladder of awfulness to get when you're trusted with like more resources. I mean, I went to college and I would say yeah. we're even. And so, but yeah, well, uh, thank you for calling guys. It was good to hear from you. Call back yeah. again. Tell me what kind of t-shirts this guy's wearing. Um, if you can yeah. ever get a chance to call back, I need to know what his gear is. Any like, Deadpool ties? And if, if you come up, if you have to, you could come up behind him while he's sitting there and check the tag on his uh, shirt. And then, <laughs> yeah. Like they used out. to back in... Back yeah. in high school, dude, where I went in high school, they would fucking come up behind you and pull that little tag out. And if it was like a generic brand, 
it, forget about it. You were done. You were You're done fucked. all day. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> want to do that. So, but thanks for calling, guys. Yeah, that was that was not the case with with high school. I went to fucking high school. We're in Montana, so it's yeah, pretty. Uh, people would come to high school wearing like cowboy boots with, with literal shit on them and like car. Oh, got hogtied. <laughs> We would have beat them up yeah, at no my one. school. Like that that's the interesting thing. If somebody you wore cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, you would have be true. You would in Montana, you would get your ass whooped. I Yeah. There was a I guy that actually Groveport Hillbillies versus Montana Rancher kids. I want to see that fight. I'm interested. That's, that's like that uh, uh, that TV show. <laughs> they should do that TV show, like that TV show on Spike, where they would have different eras of warriors fight each other. Or like different Montana. animals, like yeah, Giraffe versus Rock. Shark. Yeah, Montana Rednecks versus Groveport Rednecks would be uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, they both have Let's guns. Settle it. <laughs> Who grew up the roughest? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say because if you're ranching, you grew up the roughest. In my opinion. oh yeah, yeah, cows, hands. <laughs> I can't beat, think of a worse way to grow in your life. Up yeah. Up at six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a struggle. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Badab in the chat said the deadliest hillbilly. That would be the best show in the history of the world. Hillbilly, dude. There's hillbillies. I just went to a. Uh, a jujitsu tournament today with my little brother. I didn't compete because I broke my finger, but uh, that's another thing. You talking about um, working out, like riding the stationary bike and shit. It's just I don't know. Shout out to jujitsu. That shit's fun as hell. I'm got. I'm so thinking good. about Everybody doing it when I. I'm thinking about doing it when I get my cardio up and stuff and strength. I'm thinking about doing uh, that. Do it to later. Get your cardio. Just fucking you do roll? it. You, there's a lot of like. There's every level of fitness there. Typically, gyms are extremely friendly and very nice. It's super intimidating to start, too, because it's like, fuck me, dude. I got to prevent this guy from, like, strangling my ass. But eventually, True. it's like you start to get an understanding of it, and then you're the one doing the strangling. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> from strangler exactly to strangling. Like, oh, you were one? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good progression. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very satisfying hey. to... Uh, to spin someone around and <laughs> fucking choke them out. <laughs> Feels good. I'm doing it. I gotta do it. But uh, thank you for calling. You should. Uh, we got. We got to do it. It makes you feel like a fucking badass. You definitely should do it. Okay, that I need. Yeah. I do need to feel. I did 60 minutes on the elliptical today and felt like a badass. though. so. Yeah. But wasn't as badass. Yeah. As Everyone's rolling. so nice too. Like making someone's eyes thing. pop Don't out of their head. By like. Everyone is so nice. It's, it's been pretty universal that I've, I've had that happen. Like I w went to like this, this competition and, and it was a pretty small competition because it's still, it's just like Montana. Eventually I want to go to like Salt Lake and shit. I'm still only a white belt. So, um, but everyone was like super nice to me and like very friendly and cordial and, and just like everyone was down to this, like there to have fun basically rather than being all like, weird and competitive and hardcore about it yeah like I mean, even the higher level people are, are like the higher level people are even better about that like, yeah. But, yeah well thanks for calling like guys we're language. gonna yeah thanks for having for us, sure man. yeah it's a great show yeah Peace. thank you have Peace. a wonderful oh
Yeah, hung, well, and we we got it out of there. That's crazy. I would love to do yeah. jujitsu. I I, I really want to try it, but I wanna I want to be able to breathe while I'm doing it. Like I'm I'm not. Uh, what's the word? Uh, I uh, uh, don't have much cardio because I smoke. Did smoked? I don't smoke now, but I did. <laughs> so, so you're working on it. Yeah, I'm trying to get. Yeah, it out I, there, man. You know, I mean, not to disparage anybody, but just the thought I had is like. Martial arts people are kind of weirdos in that they're like, feel like they get this ancient knowledge of like terminating people's lives or something and like they're never going to use it or something or like they're, you know, they're like they're some sort of ancient warrior type shit, you know, where yeah. it's like when people have a gun and are just like, I mean, I'll stop anything bad or disruptive from happening right fucking now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, a weird it just- journey. I mean, you're meddling around with some people. I don't know. I, I, I get it. And I, I actually, it's a good and, we should know how to do it because there's a lot of bad people that also study all of it. Like I am definitely down for people. I think now actually thinking about it, we do need some leftist people that are ready to squeeze someone out. Cause that looks oh, like the future that's co- The future is coming. is like, yeah. Taking them out. Yeah. I mean, it also like, I don't know. I, I do think it, you know, I I've said this a couple of times since I started at the gym and stuff is like, there's something about achieving and I know I'm not going to get a bodybuilder physique or anything like that, but like, I would like to continue achieving as I go. And at some point achieving yeah. would be doing something else other than sure. lifting weights and, and running, you know, but like that kind of stuff is fueled by like uh, overwhelming fat phobia and martial arts is more like a weird, like killing people type thing in a way. There's just like, it borders on like military ass taking people down type stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I don't love it. I haven't done it, but it seems fun. As long as it's yeah, not I like, it. I'm not going to get a concussion. You know, that's, that's the thing with me is like, I'm pretty good with pain tolerance and stuff like that. And like, it would be, I don't think I'm going to be kicking anybody's ass at all. Sure. Like in real yeah. life or kicking anybody's ass period. I just think of it as like I, a fun, a, a fun activity to try to get good at. Yeah, I get. I know. I agree with you 100. percent And I, I, like I said, I've done it in my youth, and I, I've considered doing it again. And I had a, a good dad friend that was an instructor, uh, but it just becomes like that thing where you keep getting your gun out. Like that, just guys I knew that like kept getting their gun out and like toying with it over and over again. It's just like, why can't you just? Why are you always thinking about combat and murder all the time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the guy. Or, or, I, the only and then also like like pretending like you're a dangerous weapon and that like you're just you're like doing everyone a favor by not like snapping their neck when you disagree. Yeah. The only martial arts guy I ever met, really, like spent any amount of time with, was the my friend's sister's boyfriend, who's a little older. He's a kickboxer, and uh, only ever got in one fight the whole time we hung out with him and it was a guy that was starting shit with him because i'm gonna be honest about this guy he didn't look like shit really (laughs) like he was he kickboxed but like he didn't carry himself like a badass or anything like that and i guess he just kicked the guy right in the face and it was done and i was just like that's the best that, that kind of power where it's just like you know i don't look like shit you know, I don't look like nobody, but if you mess with me, but again, I can't even say I don't look like nobody because of what I weigh and, and, you know, just sort of like you, people don't 
want to do crime on me because sure. it seems like it would be a pain in the ass. <laughs> sure. You know, once you get over 200 pounds, I think it's just like, I'd rather rob like anybody else than this guy. <laughs> Not a good idea. No, but because you got to beat him up and it's like, I don't fucking know. He can lean on me and knock me over. Yeah. Or be like, yeah, some sort of patriot that's feeling brave today oh, yeah, and has yeah. some sort of weaponry on him. I mean, that was the biggest lesson I learned in, in, uh, criminology. Like that was the two sort of biggest things I learned was like, I'm not super at high risk to be a victim of crime. And also that like. Uh, leaving your door unlocked on your car does not prevent people from breaking into your car. Like, cause I grew up thinking like you leave your door unlocked so that if somebody wants to break into your car, they can go into the car without breaking the window. But sure. like I ended up learning after that, that like, well, they, I mean, they would rather like they just check the handle and and they're playing a game of numbers. So, like, yeah. You know, it, it's a fair, I mean, it's a fair game. If I left my really nice uh, rain jacket in there and you're going to take it and sell it, you know, enjoy the $12. Well, yeah. And they're, it, it's like, it, they walk up to the car. My, my sunglasses. Is locked, yeah. And, but if it is locked, they just don't break into it. They go to another right. car right, where, right. that is unlocked. They, they're checking and checking and checking. That's what they always say. That, that the other thing they talked about is like, a lot of car thefts are people that are warming their car up in the winter in very cold places. And like a lot of the car thieves would say like, it was just cold. And I was like walking home and I saw this car running. <laughs> and I was like, this would get me home faster. So I stole the car. Right. So I, I mean, I still, I still warm my car up. I have insurance. Uh, and, and I know maybe it's bad for the environment or whatever, but it's just, that car guy get warmed up. It's cold out there. DC had a lot of cars stolen when we were there. I would like follow the local news and they were, they would immediately be like, Oh my goodness, this person's car. They went to heat it up and it was gone when they went out there. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, one time call. in Columbus, I'll say this one time in Columbus, when I was in college at Columbus state, I parked on grant Avenue, which is a road downtown. Uh, and I, I fucking went to class for two hours at the end of the class, I was looking for my keys and I couldn't find them. So I was like, maybe I dropped them. So I retraced my steps back to the car and I got back to the car and it had been running for the entire two hours. Fun. Unlocked, sitting on the side of the fucking street in a busy town. Yeah. It was cold as shit in there though, because it was like, it was midsummer. It was cold as fucking that car it felt great. But uh, okay, we can take the next call. Uh. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hey. What's up? It's Larry. What's up? How's Howdy. it going? Good. Wow. Being on the air. <laughs> you are it's, on the it's quite air. a thing, yeah. I know. How do you guys do it? Like, damn, I'm just gotta be talking all the time. Well, yeah. it's easy for us because that's what we'd be doing if we weren't on the air. Yeah, it's a dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, it just people that do something like this are just people that talk all the time. It's easy to do. It's like for me, it's like I hear from people that are like, uh, 
Well, you see it a lot on Twitter, especially people who, who bring up that they have a tough time with like conversation. My daughter sometimes will tell me she doesn't know what to say in a conversation. And, and like, you know, because, you, you know, to be a good conversationalist, steering it back to yourself all the time isn't a good thing. But like, that is what you're like, that's what you want to do. <laughs> all the time so yeah i just never have had a trouble finding something to say so it's very easy for me well i love i love talking in real life but for some reason it's like well maybe it's just because i'm high but i'm like wow now that i'm on the air what do i say i have nothing to say but it's not true i have a lot of stuff to say you're, you're um, killing it so far <laughs> thanks dude oh well uh, I wanted to say to Brett that I feel like I found some really good music. I'm assuming this is Brett who does check the decides what to play at the end of the podcast episode. And yes, the music's like good. Jake does it too. Usually I send him stuff, and if I don't have anything, then he picks it. So we do about 50 50, I think. Well, I like to compliment that. Um, on some it's like you know having someone <laughs> suggest cool music to you that you wouldn't otherwise find because i'm not usually not usually scouting it out so that's cool yeah and yeah I, um too uh, oh yeah dude is a podcast that's been around since like 2006 they're like one of the earliest podcasts ever and uh they start with like a song and they end with a song and uh you know like my type of musical habit is, I mean, some people expect me to have like a standard of like what's good and what's bad based upon like the, the position of, of most people. But I mean, all of my musical opinions, like I came to them myself, like I, I listened to it and it did something for me and I liked it. And, um, you know, I, so I'm like inconsistent in that way. Uh, but whenever I feel like something has like some, some magic to it, like that, that's really what I try to spread around. And I feel like for most genres, there's like some magic there, you know, and there's a lot of filler and fluff and other shit, but like, yeah, there's something, there's something there, you know, that, that I, I try to focus on whenever I like share or, or listen or, I mean, even the music that I like really. I feel like that's like what you're always looking for in music is like to be like affected, to, you know, somehow. Or the vibe, that's yeah, and, as well. And I have, um, I mean, I just have like, uh, I mean, I have a sense of like getting into something immediately, even if it's if it's not popular and like nobody will knows what it is. It's like, I, I don't have a lot of those like walls up. Like, I can be vulnerable and say like, oh, this is killing it right now. This is good. I can get something to the first time without like it being comfortable or familiar. Or I know what's coming up next. Like, I can instantly you know, have faith in like somebody's playing to know like they're, they're going in the right direction. Yeah. I wanted that's to how, recommend an album to, um, okay. to whoever would, maybe you, maybe whoever. Um, but it's like a country music album concept, um, mm -hmm. like a concept album about alien abduction. And the music is really good. Um, it's called the the Light on Me. Uh, some guy, I forget. <laughs> but it's called <laughs> The Light Sauce. And if you, if you search that, it will come up. The Light Sauce? Oh, no. The Light Saw Me. Like, uh, 
you know, oh, when you I see really the lights like, and, oh. and, you know, I really like the, uh, uh, this looks fucking badass. I just saved it uh, in my, uh, oh, the light saw me. I was hearing the light sauce. I'm, I'm a sauce guy. Well, are you hungry? Sauce too? guys don't. <laughs> no, I'm just always saucing. Like that's really where I'm comfortable at. That's even like the music is like, for me, it has to be saucy. Sauce guys like yeah, heavy sauce me. though, not light sauce. Yeah, I, that's sauce. true. I'm concerned. That's what I was saying. I was initially concerned when I hear <laughs> light sauce. I don't know. But. <laughs> I can't listen to something about. <laughs> yeah, go heavy on it. Yeah, always heavy on oh, the sauce. Okay. A little bit of light. I mean, if if you're confident in the main main dish, I mean, light it up. Keep it light. Light it up. Uh, so yeah, so, and then I also had a. <laughs> I just have laundry go for it. tips Sorry. to tell people. Okay, 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 I need that. I just here let, let me ex, before we before you say this. Uh I got a new washer and dryer 2 weeks ago. Uh I haven't done oh, no. very many loads <laughs> for myself because I uh uh just haven't and uh I did one load by myself for myself today and uh I had it set on some setting that made the wash over an hour long. It was going for over an hour. And, uh, so I had to do something I would, I've never done in my whole life. And that was, I read the instructions for the washer. Wow. You got like the PDF and shit from Maytag or something. No, I flipped. You have a roper. What do you have? (laughs) Insignia. Ooh. Went cheap. Okay. (laughs) It sounds like filler text. It sounds like this is supposed to be the insignia, but we don't have anything else to say. It's just, you know, this is what it's supposed to be on the front. Yeah. You get yeah. one of those with these. It's a company. It's a company I thought only made TVs. Um, mm-hmm. So they're expanding and, in the market. And the TVs are bad. So I bought a washer and dryer. No, they're fine. It's actually <laughs> fine. Okay. Uh, so what are the laundry tips? I need them bad. Well, this is more of a tip for people who have like coin op laundry in their living situation. You you okay. can just go Take down some pantyhose. Like, out, right? Wait, what? Yeah, I have an apartment. Uh, I I think me and Brett both have washer and dryer in our apartment. Hell no. Yeah, I don't. No. No, I gotta pay. They they make me swipe. I got the Wave card reader system, which is the worst fucking okay. system. I've spent four minutes just. Swiping my card over and over again. It says bad read. Uh, Try again. I've done it millions of times over. I did one time at an apartment complex I worked at. I put a bunch of quarters into pantyhose to like stuff it into the uh, the the pay machine that was at the apartments, and it like totally jammed the thing <laughs> up. And I just like left it with like pantyhose sticking out of it, and uh, waited to go back a couple days. That's funny. <laughs> so you. you- you tried to do it the the yeah oh, yeah i got man. stuck uh man. i didn't pull it tight enough yeah i actually i actually have to say i love doing my laundry at the laundromat now what? i don't because they got a street fighter there or something no because you could do five you can do five loads at the same fucking time it's like a half oh. hour situation or it's like a 45 minute to an hour situation it just sucks 
It sucks. The, the everything around it sucks, but the actual concept of a laundromat is ah. Oh, if they were like Dog, socialized totally laundromats, I would fucking but like. I'm so surprised that nobody's come up with the idea. Like, well, I'm just gonna put six washers and six dryers in my house. No, I'm with you 100 percent because that is the nice part about this. Is like. It piles up. It piles up to the point where I get like three or four loads going and I can do them all at once and then fold it all at once. And and now that you mention it, laundry would take me like a whole Saturday before. And now yeah. I can get it done in an afternoon. Yeah, I just did laundry all day today, folding and putting away. But I when I did it at the laundromat, it was it was truly like it, it was like a hour, 15 minute situation because the right. dryers are super big and super hot. But again, it's, it's way yeah. expensive and the laundromat is like a terrible place to be. Yeah. Our situation here is like somewhat good. We live in like a, um, like a three story New England old ass industrial revolution kind of house. But it's rent. So there's three floors and three units, and there's like a washer dryer in the basement. But it's coin op, which sucks. But they have like uh, just a schedule posted on a piece of paper that's like, you know, floor three does Saturdays and so on. So it actually, like, makes us do laundry on a certain day, and then it we just do it that day, and it never really gets too crazy, which is kind of nice. And you're never like yeah. waiting for someone to take their like wet clothes out of it so you can like do your thing i am i never have gotten mad at people that leave like their wet clothes or, or like leave the dryer full and and here's why i never did it's not because i'm a nice guy it's because i do it so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make 100 stinky make them kind of you know just sitting there wet that's not good yeah i didn't learn about that until like way later in life uh, you know, the weirdest laundry thing ever was that my friend, uh, growing up, wasn't allowed to leave his house if the laundry was on because his mom said it could burn down the house. So it was like, what? he was it's like raised, an air dryer or something. Yeah. He was raised basically to believe that his fucking dryer could light on fire at any minute. <laughs> Any moment now, it could be on fire. Oh my god! But yeah, anyways, that's the tip, scary. The tip I have uh, coin op laundry people is to um, search like World Star uh, free laundry forever. <laughs> and if you have like some Q-tips and pliers to squish the Q-tips, you can basically like make a key that you know, instead of quarters. It's like the panios thing, I guess, that Brett did, but this actually works. And sure. it's like pretty easy if you have like a, a semi-private <laughs> like zone of laundry. Perfect. That's fucking so cool. World star uh, laundry. Laundry key. What it, laundry key. I'm, I'm going to make one of those. I don't even do the laundromat. So that's yeah, there's well, a lot of that stuff too. You, you, where do you do it at? Like no, where do you? I'm sorry. Where have you heard of other people doing that? Oh, I get it. I get you. So oh. people are usually watching at the mat when you take it to the mat. I, I would think so. I would think so at that situation. But if you have, if you're like renting and your like washing machine makes you pay quarters to use it, 
So yeah, yeah, it's a twenty-four. We have a ton of twenty-four. Most laundromats here in Columbus are twenty-four hours. Like seriously, like uh, it's more rare to have one that's not twenty-four hours because I've said this before. uh, I don't know what the what the electricity and power usage is on on a laundromat i don't know what the electric bill is it's probably crazy or whatever but like it seems like the two best businesses in the world to own would be laundromat and self car wash like just a car wash that's just the hoses that are hanging there when you pull up that you get the sprayer yeah that's robert keys that's like a rich dad poor dad classic he said you should buy a an old car you should buy a car wash it's an asset versus like you know, a house that like takes away. Yeah. That's what I, that would be the incredible to own a laundromat because I like the one by my house is in the worst shape I've ever seen a commercial uh, place look. And it's like, what are you going to do? Fucking go somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) There's one. I mean, when I, there's one on Indianola that was just the most decrepit place ever. And they (laughs) cleaned all the fucking clothes so well. And they never bothered to update anything about that place since the day it first opened. And I'm like, you don't need to, you just have to get the clothes clean. Like (laughs) I, I don't, I don't want it to be like my doctor's or dentist's office here, I guess. I mean, dude, the one here, you you put it all on the line. You stopped cleaning the office to make sure that the clothes were extra clean. The one I went to here recently, I hadn't been there for like a number of months and uh, it smelled like somebody like actually took a shit outside of the toilet that was a problem for me right open air yeah but the other thing that that was crazy is that you know the uh first of all there's lint all over the floor i'm I'm talking like bunches of lint not like oh it's a little linty in here (laughs) it's like full-on just bunches of lint lined all the way down the dryers but the other wild thing is that vending machine where you can buy like a laundry bag which i don't know why you would ever have to buy a laundry bag at the laundromat that seems like just a thing you don't really need to stop i'm a person with extremely poor planning skills and i don't think i'm ever going to figure it out how'd you get the laundry there in my arms bundled up real tight okay that's a really bad idea (laughs) i i get it but uh, ikea bag maybe an ikea bag one of those john well that's fine you that is totally a hundred percent like a valid way to get your laundry there i'm saying you get to the laundromat and then you have to buy the bag from the laundromat. It doesn't yeah. seem like there Maybe is any. Bag. Your bag got all fucked up. You were doing That's laundry possible. too hard. You need a new one. Yeah, my baskets are yeah. all like really in basically in three pieces, five, three to five pieces. <laughs> I have two baskets and they are in the worst shape ever. And then my only big basket is now. Uh, has my box fan on it and it's uh, uh, strapped down with tie down straps from cars so it doesn't fall over. So like uh, my laundry and I'm never buying hampers again. I think I'm going to die with the hampers I have. I don't, I just, That's I smart. don't. Yeah. I mean, what's the fucking point? Buy know? it once. Buy yeah. something with good quality and hang on to it forever. I have a basket a laundry basket at my house right now that I got in 2002. And uh, I mean, it's just like, why would I ever replace? It's a family heirloom at this point. I'm just going to like leave it to somebody in my will. (laughs) It's It's the hipster basket. 
Yes, the hipster basket. It is called. It says the hipster. It's kind of breaking, but it's still fucking an incredible basket. Two years. You shouldn't be. You can't get two years out of a car these day, these days. I just sounded. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> all flimsy. Everything's flimsy. Yeah. And so I want to ask you guys. Uh, speaking of the laundry. When's the last time you washed your pillows? Never. I've never, ever, ever once <laughs> washed my pillows. And people are going to think I'm a piece of shit now because this is two shows in a row where I've acted like I have bad hygiene. Well, I've pointed out that I have sort of bad hygiene because I also uh, uh, don't clip my toenails very often. Uh, but, oh, God. yeah. 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 Uh, Those talents. Yeah. That's why you're tearing through your shit. And you have the two small shoes. That made me cringe. But I've never, I didn't know you could wash your pillows until you just said, how many times have you washed? When's the last time you washed your pillows? And then it occurred to me, you probably want to wash your pillows every once in a while. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think you're not alone on this. I feel like it's little known. People are like, what? But we just did it last night after like, you know, an embarrassingly long time. Our pillows were looking so like flat and deflated. <laughs> like we were, were like, look, my boyfriend look. was like, should we throw these away? And I was like, no, dude, put them in the wash. And then they came out and they're like brand new, so fluffy. And we had like the, both of us woke up the next day and we're like, I just slept so good on this pillow. It's like a new pillow. <laughs> I have never, it's so crazy. I, I, would have never i thought that that was off limits i thought that was like washing your shoes like throwing your which we used to do when i was a kid I but you can, i don't oh, think yeah. you're supposed to <laughs> never should have done that yeah, they were never the same afterward Mine no, did too. they weren't made for that like i don't know where my parents came from and what time in history where that was some maybe when it was like keds but they sure. were throwing my fucking suede Nikes in, in the fucking washer and just saying, like, oh, we're going to throw them in the dryer and then for an hour, ba-dum, 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 and oh, then God. your shoes are fucking ruined. These will last until sum- the end of summer. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, I, I think that, like, washing pillows uh, and changing your mattress or flipping your mattress, that's another thing. You The, the mattress flipping was, like, I bought my mattress... Oh. Every fucking so, so I have a double mattress. Like so, both sides have pillow top, the top and the bottom. Because the guy fucking told me this is like such a fucking like oil change on a car story. The guy told me if we flip it and turn it every three months, if we flip it and then turn it and then flip it and then turn it the other way that 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 i get 15 years out of this fucking thing now i don't do it and i've probably flipped it four times since i've had it but like uh yeah you're supposed to flip and t- if you're not able to flip it because well, a lot of mattresses you're, work- you're working on your groove in the bed you're trying to like really dig down no, you don't have your- you don't want a groove <laughs> though that is the thing about uh, that's how a mattress gets bad. You do not want to groove in your bed; it will fuck your back up. You don't that's groove in the there. Thing. You don't. I, no. get I have in the one. Hole in the bed. 
You're talking about making a groove versus grooving, I guess, is the difference. I'm talking about how I lay in the same spot in my bed every night, and now sure. there is like an area that is sort of shaped like my body. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like in the thing, like the indentation, there's an indentation where my body is and like my back's getting fucked now up again. And what was that? You're marking it. <laughs> it's yours yeah, now. Yeah, but uh, now you fit in it. No one else can sleep in it. But way back the reason i bought this new mattress because i'm not a rich guy i'm not like a go buy a mattress every time you need a mattress guy that's just not who i am but the reason i bought the mattress i have is because the mattress we had before i had made a groove in it and uh my back was fucked up for like months and months and months and i was just like i don't fucking know what's wrong with my back i'm a very strong man and like, uh, you know, I don't get hurt and, and, and I was lifting with my back a lot and stuff too at the time, but like, I just was like, what yeah. could be the problem with my back? And I guess I looked on the internet and they said, get a new fucking mat, get a mattress, flip your mattress, you know, do the flippy turny on the mattress and, uh, your back will feel better. And it's the, it was like a week after I bought my new mattress, my back was perfect it was just back to fucking normal and like um i really learned my lesson but now i'm like the shittiest thing about that kind of thing and even to your point about pillows is like uh you will need new pillows for several years before you buy them well <laughs> It's hard to tell. You can. It's like the crab in boiling water situation because you just start to get used to how the pillow is, and you're like, "This is how big the pillow is," and you know, it's getting more <laughs> fucked up. It's your own stank too. Like, like, I don't. I mean, you can make like a whole other person out of my dirty hair and nail follicles and all that stuff. Like, it doesn't gross me out. Like, you're like, "Oh, that pillow is super soiled. It looks like someone dipped it in tea." Well, it's my tea. Like this, so it's, it's fine. It's my shit. Yeah, I don't find sweat to be gross. Like a lot of people think sweat is like super gross. It's kind of like my shoes thing, right? It's like after I take a walk and I come home, if I'm visiting my my daughter in her room, she won't let me sit down on her bed because she's like, you've been sweating all day. And I'm like, what's wrong with it's water, dude? You, you wouldn't have said that if I got like a little bit of damp water on me. It's There's no difference between sweat it's and water. No, sweat smells like Fritos, for sure. That shit's too pungent. That's not water. Water, you don't have to do anything about. Water, you can just leave be, but sweat is a problem. It's it's It leaves it's salt like, stains yeah. and shit, too. Extra tangy sweat. But I, I feel like you can't be, you know, getting your outside aura and clothes, like, on a bed. God. Definitely not on a oh, bed. Oh, true. Goodness. For sure. This is yep. new. It's this a magical a... place. The bed should be a magical place that doesn't oh. get... You shouldn't mix those kind of atmospheres together. This fucking... This, this kind of fucking propaganda and shit started in, like, 2018. Nobody ever said... I never in my life heard somebody say, don't touch your bed with your clothes. Or, or like, until... And, until, like... 
recent, such recent history. I never heard anything about that ever. Nope. My parents never said to me, Hey man, don't lay in your bed in your shoes or like, don't fucking lay in your bed. I, somebody said laying in your bed in jeans is gross. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. They're just clothes. What's it hurting? That's crazy. That is a new thing. Outside there's literally like so much toxic fucking dirt and shit in the city, (laughs) especially. (laughs) It's like just you gotta respect your uh, the home is like peaceful and uh, you're not wearing (laughs) you know your dirty shoes and stuff. Do you sit on your couch with your clothes? Do you do do you come home and sit on your couch after you've been outside in the clothes that you're wearing? I actually like to get no. into cozy clothes like usually. So, well, sometimes I'll yeah, sit say, on the couch. I guess. Couch is I gotta couch say is also. Like go go ahead. No, it's just halfway between. Uh, <laughs> it's like the bed is like the highest of the echelon of like how dirty you want to get the inside of your house it's like that should be the cleanest the couch is like below that and it can be like a little more <laughs> a little more crazy on that. yeah if i'm covered in sweat i don't sit down until i'm not covered in sweat it's just not a good idea to let it build up i just sit down it, on my butt i don't like fucking i don't like lay on my couch and like spread sweat or in the bed you put but, your boots on them you say you put your boots on your bed Sometimes I do if I'm tired. Ah! I actually laid in bed in my <laughs> shoes like right before we recorded. I was like, I'm gonna take a nap, but I didn't feel like taking my shoes off. So I just laid in bed with, with my shoes on. Uh nothing got on the bed. You're guys are gonna be so surprised. If you looked at my bed, you would have never been like this motherfucker laid in bed with his shoes on. Yeah, but you you just you you pull on a thread that's gonna unravel the sweater. You're gonna be living in a pig pen. No, I'm not. My house is very clean. I don't do anything crazy. I just think that's crazy. That's crazy. It's too crazy. There's be standards, be. a little bit of standards. Yeah. I just think that like, I don't think that people, I, I guess like maybe <laughs> this is me being mean or whatever, or like dismissive of other people's issues and stuff like that. I just don't think that like, I don't think that some of this stuff is very gross. I don't think that there's anything gross on my shoes when I come into my house. It's like there's if I stepped in shit, I'm going to take the shoes off when I get into the house. But taking my shirt off or taking my pants off before I sit on. Walking in the city, though, like sometimes you just I mean, you literally have no idea what's out there. There's definitely shit, especially, yeah, if you walk any amount, there's, like, yeah, dog crap and, like, mysterious elements and I don't know. I also recently uh, watched, like, a a video about, um, what are they called, brown sites or something? Just, like, areas of, like, toxic, you know, runoff and, like, contamination that are pretty much in, like, all of our cities and, like, especially on the East Coast because it's, like, the industries are really old and stuff. But there's actually like, I don't know, like if you had like a baby crawling around or like pets or something and that, that stuff is like concentrated on the ground, it would be like bad for them. 
I, I will give it. Death. I will give you. <laughs> I will give you that it is very gross that I put my shoes on in my bed. Like I, I that I lay in my bed <laughs> with my shoes on. I I will give that to you that. Like I get what you're saying. I just that's your right my, though. I support your right. Just, you know, <laughs> but you know, I'll defend your, uh, you know, your right to wear your shoes in your bed if you feel like I, it. I certainly but may I, not, I not agree with you, but I'll fight to the death for your right to do it, sir. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like, I just think that like we really overestimate yeah. how dirty everything Dog. in the world is, and we live in the world like dirt is gonna get on you it's the same thing i always say like i think about the car right people are like you gotta fucking wash your car man you know it's dirty you want to you want to wash the car and to me i don't really feel like you should ever have to wash your car what's the point oh my god jesus christ what really so here's the thing don't believe let me take down the first one with a little phrase called build up okay you yeah. have a minuscule amount of garbage all over your shoes. There is a buildup that happens when you traipse it all over the house. If you keep your feet pristine and inside a little sock cage, and then you maneuver those into house shoes, there's no buildup to happen because there's nothing being ran through the house. Um, and then the second part, wait, what was the second part? What, what, what was the other crazy thing you said? Don't, you don't have to wash your car. Like that. Oh, and then, the, and then the other part about it is that the value of your car is literally not related to how well it runs, but how good it looks. So the paint job is really the most important thing on your car because dumbasses will buy a car that looks good before one that looks that runs good. Yeah, maybe. But also you could wash it just the one time before you go to do it. Before you go to sell it, you could just roll in, wash it, and build then- up. Give it build up. up. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Build up. Like that, There's that's build the up. Thing. It just feels like the car, the outside of the car and clothes Gets for that torn matter, down. is it that stuff's all there to protect your body from stuff. So I just I see it that way. Like uh I and, and I want to so California car is a real thing for all the collectible people, like Ohio roads with the salt and the grime and all of that, like destroys vehicles. Like classic cars, you can't have them here. Yeah, that that sounds about right to me. Corrosive, okay. Corrosive uh, salt and stuff. And corrosive ass fucking dirt on my carpet. My carpet is is dirty. Yeah. You can tell. Like, you know, it happened. It there's a buildup. It's buildup. That's all it's about. I, well, I, I will take that under. I don't want people to think I'm gross, though. I do shower every day You're and fighting I wash. I have clean clothes. So my clothes are always clean when I put them on. I am not a gross person. There are shoes just in the some... goddamn bed. He doesn't cut his toe. He doesn't. He puts the shoes on the bed. And then when you hassle him to take the shoes off the bed, he has t- toenails. He hasn't cut in three months. <laughs> yes. I am fucking bart simpson it's like living with bart simpson (laughs) having those tone having those long toenails like claw your bare leg under the sheets at night like yeah it's not something i do for the girl i wash my shit because i mean i only do it because girls like it like i hate to say that's what it is but just girls like it when things are clean and manicured and like that's the only reason i need that's the only reason i do it 
I do have yeah, to well, wash my so pillows and blankets and shit. If you want to give yourself give yourself a little treat and like clean something that is probably dirty, you should all wash your pillowcases tonight and then sleep really well. Okay, this is a reminder. This is the new like medication reminder. Wash your damn pillows tonight. Yeah, I yeah, am gonna wash yeah, my pillows tomorrow. I'm a hundred percent doing that. It felt so good. I was like, I'm kind of surprised by how much more fluffy it looked afterwards. Yeah, I sweat yeah, I've got so a, much in my I, sleep too. I really should wash. I, that is exciting to me that you can wash your pillows because, like, I was about to go buy new pillows. I just got these pillows like last year, and I'm like, man, these fucking pillows are already breaking down on me. But if you wash it, it fluffs it. That's fucking. Can you dry them? Are you supposed to dry them or not? Yeah, we put them in the dryer. I mean, I guess it might depend on what's in your pillow. Ours just had like a polyester filling of some kind. I don't know if it would work. Nah. Do, I don't know if you could put down pillows in the washer and dryer. You probably can, I guess. Maybe not. I would like. I got yeah, the I'd look at pillows. I got Mine some are, cheap pillows. So. I have the uh, Soba Calip. Soba Kawa pillow that's filled with buckwheat husk. So I'll have to look at what that's like. Do you remember that, that scene like, on TV one? Oh, it sounds like corn. It sounds like you got corn in there or something. Like they just shoved corn leaves in there. I would be up all night, like trying to go to bed. Just this dude would be talking about how cool and comfortable buckwheat husk was to sleep on. Yeah. I never got to do it though. I never had one. I wanted a Soba Kawa. I guess get some buckwheat. Yeah. You could just try like some other, uh, some other ancient grain. <laughs> yeah, he has to get a bulgur wheat pillow instead. A bulgur wheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I, I think maybe I will. Maybe I'll get a rye pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want a nice pillow. I, I looked up best pillow on uh, the other day. I actually posted that on Twitter that I'm such I'm a boomer because like everything I search for, I search best before it. So it's like if I'm looking for new pillows, I'm like best pillow. And yeah, and you don't you don't realize at this point that there are like computer programs that can just rent websites like bestpillows.net and create a total website out of it to point <laughs> you towards their pillow that they sell. Exactly. So like I get on there and I'm just like, uh, uh, the, I saw a $90 pillow and I was like, man, if I didn't use two pillows, I would buy a $90 pillow right now, but I always use two pillows. Uh, so, I mean, maybe you only need one if you have a $90 pillow though. I saw a hundred dollar squishmallow at Party City that I wanted to sleep with so fucking bad. <laughs> Is that like a body pillow? No, they're like these big. They're these big stuffed animals that are super soft and like there's you can just squeeze the shit out of them. They're so cuddly. My kid has a billion of them. That's the only reason I sleep with them. A hundred is a lot. I mean, it was steep, but it was like immediately made me feel like I was missing out. Though I had some FOMO for some reason. They got $150 yeah, I mean, it's probably nice. To... Damn, that's crazy. I mean, I guess I haven't, not really, haven't been in the market for pillows anytime recently. Uh, I mean, I they got divorced expensive. in Everything the last year. I had to buy pillows. 
I just the I only buy pillows where I buy everything, which is like Home Goods or Marshalls. Like well, that's the only I I can never bring myself to pay retail for anything. I'll just take whatever was left over from Nordstrom's or Saks. Like that's well, that's gotta, what I'll take. You got a My Pillow store right down the street from your house. It you could went bankrupt. It went Already? bankrupt. Yeah, the My Pillow <laughs> store went bankrupt. I just and walked there was by a, it was opening like a couple months ago. <laughs> the Clinville discussion group had a little schism going on because people are like, why are we rooting for certain types of businesses to fail? You know, because <laughs> like everybody's super crunchy and wants like the LGBTQIA businesses to succeed. But the MyPello was like people were immediately talking shit about it. Oh, because you know what it is. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, you're being hateful and ugly. Like, yeah, you chose you chose the bad side. Like, we fucking hate you. And I don't respect that shit. Yeah, we hate you in this world, my pillow people. <laughs> Mike well, Lindell, maniac. Yeah, eat it, Mike Lindell. Well, how good of a pillow could it be, even? You know? Yeah. No. Probably yeah, I mean, if I mean, cheap, I'm looking at now $165 Satava latex pillow, hotel quality comfort, which, by the way, Really bad ad copy because the pillows at hotels are the worst in the world. But it's a hundred and sixty-five dollar pillow. And also, as a drug addict, like I would sleep anywhere too. Like I don't, I wouldn't trust my opinion on pillows. I don't need comfort. Like I can just, I'll pass out wherever I lay my head is home type deal. Well, you know, yeah, I'm just saying that. Like I'm looking at hundred and twelve dollars, eighty-nine dollars, and then the my pillow yeah. is like in that twenty-dollar range, isn't it? Like. It's no, my not, pillow's got to be an investment, right? No, it's not, dude. That's the thing about it. I mean, look at the packaging. You, you're already dealing with uh, 1998. They're $19.98. Wow. Uh, they say they retail. Right. Yeah, th it is too cheap. <laughs> it feels like you didn't do enough research and you really didn't. I don't feel like you care enough about pillows if that's what you came up with. Yeah, they're saying retail is sixty nine eighty five, but I don't believe. I think, I think the my pillow is that's the big selling. It's point. always been. It's like yeah. Kohl's. It's like everything's been on sale from day one. You never sold a pillow for sixty nine ninety eight, dog. I mean, they have an elegant, the Giza Elegance my pillow, and that one's twenty nine ninety eight. So they're not good pillows. They got to be bad, dude. They're not in a good, they're it's not just, in a premium price range. A guy found a, a factory in China that he could get pillows for and also be <laughs> like a, a racist, like figurehead or, you know, just be a, a regular old Republican figurehead and uh, make money. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, here we go. Thank you. Thank you for the information on laundry. I, I did need that. Uh, is there, is there, any, did you have anything else? We're going to get to this last call here. Uh, uh, I do art. I had to quit my job recently, so I'm selling art. I have a comic that I wrote, um, and drew and printed out and that's, okay. you know, tell people where to find you. <laughs> um, so my Instagram is, uh, Lermworm. It's like L E R. Oh, we're talking to learn worm this whole time. <laughs> God damn it. Oh yeah. Well, I love you, Lermy. Yeah, you're the best. Was like I was yeah, I was like, this person should call in all the time. This is like this is great, but you're yeah, you're a veteran. I don't know why I missed it either. I think because she said Lermy. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, that was so fun talking to you. It's good to hear from you again. Good chat. And yet, uh, good luck, everyone listening with your pillows. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Jeez. calling. That was so fun. Uh, yeah, I literally, I put a note in Colin's studio. You can add notes to a phone number, and I wrote pick up first on the number. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was she doing? Why did she play us like that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's get this last call. And uh, I don't have to pee during the show. That's nice. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bear. Bear. what the, <laughs> We got two uh, uh, longtime people in a row. I do want to say that the, uh, 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 the call-in studio app thinks you're named Pierre. I was like, ooh, Pierre's calling. <laughs> I've never <laughs> even met or talked to a Pierre in my entire life. Pierre honestly suits better. I might should change it now. I don't know. You got to have a, a lot of swabs. I, I mean, I don't know what you look like, Bear, but uh, I feel like Pierre and Bear is those are both strong choices. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. I, I think you got to have a very specific look to be a Pierre. I think I just okay. striped shirt. You really got to have a specific look to be a, a Bear mine? too. That's that's actually true, but I assume that are are you like a big dude? Is that why they called you Bear? No, they call me Bear because I kept stumbling out of the woods at random times of the day. Like bears kept doing on our county, so they call me Bear. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I would say Bear. All I ever think of is Bear is squirrely. Like I don't know what you're gonna get, really. Did you see that big bear <laughs> thing? Did you see that bear story where they was going to kill a bear and then yeah, they did a DNA bad. test and they were like, damn, we don't have to kill the bear. Yeah. I mean, this government will just kill a fucking animal. Like they just do not have what a problem. Just, yeah. Sometimes they'll just be like, uh, this animal's really annoying. We have to kill it. There was a, uh, uh, I mean, that happened in Columbus, I, right? In 2011, actually, when me and Brett first started doing this, oh, the, no. uh, the, the bear, the, the animals got out of the Sainsville guy. Yeah. He was hoarding animals and the government was like, we don't, and he died. Like the guy dies. Uh, nobody knows cause nobody talks to him, but he has just tigers and like all kinds of crazy stuff on his land and the government got there and Jack Hanna, they went to Jack Hanna first and they're like, Jack Hanna, dude, what are we going to fucking do here? And then he said, go ahead and just kill him. I guess I don't yeah, know. Blast, so <laughs> blast their ass. Yeah. <laughs> they killed all of them. <laughs> and, uh, it was very sad. And you would think that jack Hanna maybe would have been nicer about everything but he just ran cover for you know them them shooting all yeah i mean he's yeah he wants the he wants like legitimate zebras the one that he like smuggles in through his zoo shit he doesn't want some hillbilly out in zanesville like letting you pet a zebra for five dollars on the side of 71 you know i mean the funny thing here is yeah he Columbus doesn't want zoo, he doesn't want street zebras no, up, there was a lot of when I went to Virginia, there was more than one public zoo that we lived near, and it really boggled my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's no, uh, not uh, I'm sorry, not public, just private. like renegade zoo, private zoo. Yes, I'm sorry, yeah. that's why I meant private zoo. Yeah, I mean that Tiger King, there's like four or five of them in that show, and one of them yeah. is in, in Virginia, but like um oh well what was I gonna fucking say? There I 
I totally lost my train of thought there. I ha I had something and I might get it back. So what's up, Bear? Um, I was just calling in to talk about uh being a photographer now and like how weird that is sometimes. Photographer or pathog? Did you say pathographer? Oh, photo that a thing you can oh, do? Oh no, sorry. I just No, no, can photographer, photographer. I just can't speak right. <laughs> I don't think pathographer is a word, Brett. Uh, yeah. I think pathology is something, and I just got confused there. So what I feel kinda, like a photographer sometimes. Yeah. What kind of photography are you are you doing now? Um I do a lot of uh like just street stuff, kinda like landscape, but more like urban based. Um some landscape stuff and then just a lot of like portraits, things like that. And you're you're selling them online, or, or are you doing it for a company? So right now, I'm just building up a portfolio, really. Like I've just dug full into this, dipped out all my savings, and started investing in it, and uh, really trying to work for it. But I'm hoping to start selling prints, and I get like just freelance jobs whenever I can. Oh my god! You know what I what popped into my head when you said you were a photographer? Just knowing your history, Bear has had a lot of uh, uh, cruddy jobs. I would say. Uh, I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were the person that takes pictures that go inside the frame. Like I thought you were going to tell me I'm a photographer, but I I uh, I'm the person that takes the pictures inside of that come with the frame, which is that's probably a fascinating <laughs> job and maybe even a job that you should look into if you're a photographer. I I don't know, like who takes those pictures, but somebody got to take those pictures or do they buy them off of like do they is there like a marketplace where like a guy can go to a website and be like my frame company is looking for good things to put inside uh, the frames we're selling, and then you can put your stuff up there for a portfolio. Okay, so that's actually what it is. They just sell stock photos. What it is is like, you know, you go get your family portrait taken by a guy like me, and then I'm like, hey, by the way, you want to you wanna do a deal where I give you like an extra 100 bucks discount off this? And then like I just sell it to some guy, and most people are just like, sure. And you're like, you just sell photos of random people. Yeah. I mean, that, wow. and, and, and you can also like, be like, I'm going to take, you could also, would you take photographs of like, like senior pictures could be like a, a, a move to like save a little money, wedding photography, but yeah, you got to pray on 18 year olds. They don't know how powerful their signature is. Yeah, I mean, really, anything where you can convince someone to sign a piece of paper, that way you can get the model released. I mean, um, my friend who's been doing this a lot longer than I have has definitely sold some senior portraits off to stock companies because they just look like generic white guy number three. So you can just sell that shit <laughs> off quick. They yeah. do. They, they, I mean, it, it is like when you I, – I would love to know it. <clears throat> I wonder – so when, when I buy a picture frame – and there is a picture of a family in that picture frame. Is that a real family or is that a group of people that the picture frame company got together to take a picture? Cause they were like, that's a good looking family. Like we'll make a good looking family. How do you, it, it really depends. But a lot of the time it's just some like random family, you know, just real people. Yeah. Oh, that's so, uh, uh, 
That's so weird. I, I never thought like that's that's wild to me. Well, how's it going? I mean I've what heard what of do people, you people I I was just gonna say I've heard of people like going into frame shops and then like seeing their own picture up there and they're like, Oh shit, I don't even remember signing up for this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that is that I mean it is a cool if it if it works, I mean, obviously working out is a weird thing to say because you're doing it and it sounds fun. But uh, you know, if this ends up being your thing, that's pretty uh that's pretty incredible. I, I uh photography is something that's like super interesting to me. I don't know how to take a picture uh that looks good. I never have. I have I have missed out on so many fucking great like uh, uh, experiences like Woodstock 99. I had a camera the whole time and I took the worst pictures in the world and uh, nobody would even know I was there. Um, so and even the pictures in my phone Dude, are, like all crooked. It's super crazy because like I always had that problem too. And then literally like I was going to go to film school to learn how to be like like a video editor, like that's what I was going to do. And then my friend was like, fuck that. Just learn how to do photography. And he gave me a camera and like suddenly he just taught me like three basic things. And like my photo skills went way up way fast. That is, yeah, that, I mean, that's really cool. Love it. I, I hope it works out for you. I keep saying that. Why did I just yeah, say that? Twice? I mean, like, like, what's my brain? I mean, like right now, I'm like on the side of the strip in Pigeon Forge right now, um, out of oh, state, yeah. just trying to get some like good photos. Hell yeah! You should see yeah, if you can it. get see if you can get to uh, Seattle. That is a uh, good place, and Asheville is a good place. Those are good places if you're that, looking for na nature. Seattle is a really long walk, but I'll see what I can do. I can make a note that. Yeah, up. so that'd be a while. Yeah, it'll take a long time to get there. That is for sure. I always think Tennessee is very beautiful, though, whenever I go through there. So, yeah, captivating. I had someone talk shit about uh, Smoky Mountains, and I was like, what do you mean that's not like impressive or like nature or like forest on steroids? Like, it's, a, it's overwhelming when you're there. Yeah, I think I get like a little tricked. In, in like the Smoky Mountains, because there is so much tourist stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a Ripley's and all that, but like the 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 nature part of it is undeniable. Like it's they're so, they're there for a reason. It's so sad that like dude, the the most beautiful areas of the United States are surrounded by pure shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so sad. <laughs> we got these like natural wonders, and then there's a goddamn Ripley's, believe it or not, 15 minutes away. From there's a pizza shop that knows that there's a new person, a new sucker every single night that's willing to try their pizza. You know, they've overextended themselves, they don't know what to do, and they just want to order pizza to the room, and they're going to sell a piece of shit pizza every single night to the next stranger that comes to town. You know, those people should be fucking dragged out of town. I, I have no, I, I, I hate that. Those I pizza hate guys are the worst. Dude, yeah. it's vacation pizza. Vacation it's pizza should crazy. be outlawed. Vacation pizza is like, it's super hit or miss for me. Sometimes it really hits and I'm like, you know what? This is fucking good. I'm glad it's here. And then like the other 50% of the time, it's just the worst shit that you can put in your mouth. It's just because they can take advantage of you. Yeah. I think it kind of yeah. also depends on, on where you're 
Actually, no, that's not true. Because like I went to I remember when we went to Great Wolf Lodge a few years ago, which is in Sandusky, Ohio, which also has Cedar Point. And uh oh wait, that wasn't in Sandusky, that was in close to Kings Island, Cincinnati. Near Cincinnati. Yeah. But there was like no good the the fucking hotel had terrible food and then fucking nothing around it and you're like there's a fucking major amusement park right here <laughs> like how is there nothing good to eat but you're right it's just somebody with a bunch of money that is like uh yeah man people pay 30 bucks for a pizza that tastes like shit they i mean what are they gonna do they have fucking, no other option yeah give me a bad review dude it's crazy too i mean like they can just place this shithole restaurant wherever they fucking want to because there's just property by everywhere. Like, I, I started flying my drone right outside of my cabin. I flew it straight up. And, like, you can look behind it and see all this, like, super nice, like, deep woods and, like, mountain and shit. And I turn it around and there's, like, three billboards advertising, like, real estate for sale for fucking businesses to be planted <laughs> down. And it's just like, Jesus yes. Christ. There really is, like, 180, like, everywhere you go. There's just, you're, I mean, I, there is just no appreciation for having like what they call in a city green space. Like they're just, if they can sell it, it's just, they're going to fucking sell it. They would, they would rather sell it than just have a place to go to, to sit on grass. Uh, it's sad. It, it fucking Dude, it's sucks. that crazy. It's that old-fashioned grass is always greener shit that people talk about. Like, these, like, old hicks are like, I want to get rich quick and sell this business space. Yeah. And then, like, in three years, their kids are going to be like, where the fuck are my trees, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I look at the way cities are laid out now where, where they kind of radiate out and and just get bigger and bigger and bigger. At least that's the way it does here in Ohio is like you got the city and then it just there's this suburb and now there's the next suburb and it just keeps radiating out of the city and it like at some point like there are parts of this state that used to be very far that like just from where I'm from I'm, I'm from a place called Groveport and uh, there was a place called Lancaster that is you know was very far away actually to me growing up it felt very far away because i had to drive through a lot of of like nature and stuff and and open fields and shit and now those two places are connected and that to me is like seeing places that you thought were far away being connected to the city now is it can't be fucking good dude i I know how that feels. I like I my house that I live in is planted on the middle of fucking nowhere. And then like slowly we just got like a pizza joint at the end of my road that used to just be like dense forest when I was a kid. And it's like, God, we're really like really killing everything. Aren't we? Yeah. I mean, we used to play in the woods uh, growing up. I used to play in the woods a lot. I mean, and there were so much woods that you could go back there and shoot guns and stuff. But during the, uh, real estate boom in in uh 2000s late 90s uh they cut every bit of the woods out that i used to play in growing up and now it's just houses wall-to-wall -wall houses and it, it like that neighborhood 
now has zero nature. It it was a suburb. It wasn't it wasn't like in the middle of nowhere, but it was relatively close. I don't know. It it was 10 minutes away from downtown. So you got out of downtown and then you were far enough out where there were some trees, but it was mostly houses and shit. And it just it just I hate that we keep taking away areas of of the country that are that are beautiful uh so that we can i don't even know like for what so that we can put a fucking best buy in well yeah i mean smoky what mountains are, they're not trying to put a best buy in the smoky mountains not yet yeah yeah no it's already there well and you know what like, having a best I buy do. is nice i used the wrong example actually to tell you the truth <laughs> well i love having a best buy close <laughs> by I live 15 minutes from any Best Buy, and it's horrible. Man, it's, it's, it's comforting to know that, like I, to that do, the Geek Squad is around. Yeah. What I personally like to do to make sure that like we don't keep installing useless shit is just like toss a mattress on your front lawn, shoot a shotgun shell into it every couple of nights. You know, really just drive down that property value. That kick you out of your house for that now, though. Yeah, you know, I can't live not free anymore. One that owns it, you gotta, gotta inherit that property, man. Yeah, there are houses on Ohio State campus though where they continually make new laws because they, you know, have couches out in the yard. Now they're like, no couches on the front porch, and it's like, this is my fucking front porch. I want a couch there, so I'll eat it, okay? Um, That's and nobody it's weird how they can like just push that shit just because they got some extra money to throw around. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it is ugly. It is an that neighborhood is hideous. It's an eyesore. There's trash everywhere. You know what? That's where college students live. So who fucking cares? Like, fuck it. <laughs> like, let them live in their filth. I don't fucking care. I'm not going there. Um. Well, bear. We gotta we we're we gotta head out of here. It was good to hear from you. Uh tell people where to find you. Um, same place as always, Bitacina on Instagram. Uh same as my Twitch handle. I drop it in the chat sometimes. Um starting up a Twitter soon, hopefully if I ever get around to it. Uh same tag there too. Yeah, yeah. Well thanks for calling, right. Bear. It's Peace. good to hear from you. Appreciate it. All right, we out of here. Yeah, that's the show. Watch the righteous gemstone. Uh, yeah, I watched the uh, indie opener today. I'm so excited about fucking racing. Like oh. it was just this was so nice. I want to smell the burning rubber so bad. I I'm, I can't wait to see it again. Uh, Scott I McLaughlin pulled it off. He's a he first win and also the opener. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. St. Petersburg. I'm thinking next year I want to be down there for the race. Like I would rather do that for my birthday. I've been like on a super long run from Valentine's to my kid's birthday where the last two weeks have just been absolutely 100% like redlining it, you know, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Food wise, celebration wise, my birthday, my kid's birthday, Valentine's day, uh, rocking and rolling. It's been a good time. I did. I, I do want to say I am watching a documentary series on Netflix called Race that is about Bubba Wallace. And oh, uh, yeah, not too bad. It's actually not. It, it's pretty good. Uh, 
I got a better one for you. It's not bad though. I, I I'm enjoying it. You got to watch this documentary called Uppity. I've seen it. I watched that. You have? Yeah, Willie T. Ribs. Oh, it's so. Yes, the baddest motherfucker ever. If you yeah. notice in the new studio, I put up a, uh, a, a a drawing of a car in the background. It's his Toyota so Super that he drove at Mid Ohio. That's the car in the background. I love ah, that movie so much. It's so good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. This race thing is. It's like a both about like the George Floyd stuff and this guy's career and like the fucking. I don't know. NASCAR is pretty fascinating, and especially to look at it through the lens of, of a of a black guy, like the only black guy in the, yeah. the races in NASCAR. It, it, it's a really good. It's really good, and it, it is really not super heavy handed. Where he he talks about the George Floyd stuff, but it it isn't like he is exploiting it or anything like that. He's saying that like I didn't care about politics. I never got involved with anything even like race related or anything like that. But I saw the Ahmaud Arbery shooting and, um, Oh yeah. I saw, uh, George Floyd thing happen and it fucking, that's what it like sparked something in me. And I decided no matter how fucking hard it is, I'm going to like stand up for stuff. And then there's a full yep. episode about when he, he suggested that they ban the Confederate flag at NASCAR races and uh, like all this stuff, like which he did in an incredible way, like in, with incredible bravery. He actually fucking went on CNN and just said it yeah. without telling fucking anybody. He just he didn't tell a single person and he was just like, I Do think we should ban the, ban the Confederate flag, which then puts I mean, puts the league on kind of what are they going to do? We should, we should keep it. We want to keep it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah. They, it makes them responsible. It yeah. asks like whether or not they're going to be okay with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the show. We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll get a Joe Blystone ad. It'll be fun. Yeah. There was, a, there were real quick. There was something like that happened in F1 with Sebastian Vettel. Um, he said, we shouldn't do the Russian grand prix this year, which is like some stupid ass. I know. I mean, I get it, but like formula one still happens in like Saudi Arabia and like United uh, Arab Emirates and like all these other fucking places, you know? Yeah. That's like that Eurovision thing saying Russia can't participate in Eurovision. Yeah. It's like, bro, come on, man. <laughs> Look at the other countries. You're down you know? with it. Yeah. Yeah. You, kill, you don't have shit to say. True. Good yeah. point. All right. Well, we will see you on Wednesday uh, for another remote street fight. Uh, we are available on most of your, all, I mean, all of the podcasting apps, I guess. Yes. Leave a review. Let people know about it. And if you want to keep us going, head over to patreon.com slash street fight radio, uh, where you get access to all the bonus, con bonus content that we put out each week. Uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Bye-bye.
Welcome to this world 